Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate team mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi, guys. Welcome to a very special episode of Feathers in My Hair. So, I know, this isn't your normal day. Guess what? This isn't a normal episode. Yes, you got your regular episode on Sunday, but this week, I also have a special guest on. Now, in case you guys didn't know, Feathers in My Hair is on Patreon. Most of you, or some of you are probably patrons already. Maybe you were patrons when I was at the $5 level and you no longer are. But one of our options on Patreon is that you can actually pay. You would only have to pay for the one month. And you can come on any of the EBP family podcasts. You can come and be a guest on the podcast. And not only can you be a guest on the podcast, you can basically pick whatever you want the topic to be about. Now, I mean, actually... I was going to say now you couldn't come on my podcast and talk about Vanderpump Rules, but yeah, you could. Like, if you want to do a podcast with me where we talk about anything that I have any sort of knowledge about, please feel free to sign up at this level. But so for the first time ever on Feathers in My Hair, we have Katie, and she decided to sign up at this level and basically said like, hey, we can do a regular episode, but I really want to talk about Teen Mom 3, Katie Yeager's 16 and Pregnant episode. And I said, let's do it. Let's talk 16 and pregnant. And I'm very excited to welcome Katie. Hi. Hi. Oh my God. Ugh. It's so weird that like people will be like listening to this as they're doing their weekly podcast soundtrack tasks. That's what I call them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have like a Sunday routine and I always have to listen to you as I'm doing them because it's just like become a thing now. And like, uh, it's, it's trippy. <laughs> well, I'm really excited you did this when Nicole, our producer, I think she texted me and let me know let me know that someone had signed up for it. I was like, I'm so down, I'm so excited. And like I said, we watched Katie Yeager 16 and Pregnant. And why did you want to do this episode? Just give us a little so, Katie Yeager rundown for you. So one of the things I'm not like I I'm not like a like weird person stalking random people who happen to be on Teen Mom. Three. I mean, I am. I mean, but you're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> um, but this episode specifically, um, so I do remember watching her 16 and Pregnant and then her on Team Mom 3 as well and actually kind of relating to her just because her whole look and her whole vibe, it's like, I'm quirky. Like, she's like if Target was a person. It's like, yeah. I'm a manufactured type of quirky and cute. Um, but I have like a wholesome quality about me that people find endearing. I can explain this perfectly. Yes. It's that she's like very smart, very type A, very driven, yes. but still wants to be quirky and isn't really yeah. sure how to reconcile those two. And yes. this is what you get. This is totally what you get. Um, so there was a lot of things about her I just found relatable, but I, I did not watch this episode when it aired. I ended up watching it later, but I'll never forget where I was. 
the week that it aired, I was in college, but I, it was spring break. So I'm one of three. I'm a middle child among other things that make me like a total EVP, but I'm a middle child. So I have a really, I have a really close relationship. Okay. So as Liz mentioned, my name is Katie. Um, maybe that's another thing I find relatable about her, but my, I, uh, I'm a middle child. Um, my brother is two years younger and my sister is two years older. Um, but my brother and I, we're like very close. He's like my best friend, but his name is Joey. (laughs) So I'll never forget being in college. And, um, it was my, the week of my sister's spring break. And this was during the time she had this like cartoonishly annoying boyfriend, um, that came home with her for spring break. And they were just like in the house all week. And this was when we had really shitty internet. So he was like trying to watch like pussycat doll music videos, which was interfering with my brother watching Netflix. So my brother's just having like the worst week and he sends me a text that said, and to make matters worse, the couple on 16 and pregnant this week is named Katie and Joey. <laughs> so like, good. This, yeah. So this episode just like sticks out in my mind because of that. And I remember watching it later, but I just also remember when it, when it really aired and it kind of connects back to why I think your podcast is probably pretty essential to a lot of people like me. Because I think in general, we've forgotten how much 16 and Pregnant was part of the pop culture zeitgeist, like from 2010 through like 2013. Like it was, it was really part of the zeitgeist. Like there was so, it was always on the soup. Like it was Mm -hmm. like, so it was like an event. Like if 16 and Pregnant was on, like, and you had adolescents in the house, like you were watching it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Because I think MTV was still a little more relevant at the time. We were still, I mean, Jersey Shore was huge. I don't remember what else was on, but MTV was still, it had, we had transitioned basically away from TRL. Not in its its peak, but it was in its like reality show peak probably. Yeah. Like we, yeah, it was coming right off of like the true life phase. um, Yes. And there was this, and then you had Jersey Shore. Another thing I should mention too is, uh, Katie, I, in my head, I call her Katie Yeager, but you're probably right because the E does come before the A. And that's oh, why I actually talking. have never thought about what her last name actually is. I just assume it's Katie Yeager, but it could be Katie Yeager. The E is before the A, though, because I've kept looking for Katie Yeager with the A before the E on <laughs> social and could not find it. So I think your interpretation is right. <laughs> a Bentley and a Bentley interpretation of, of the name. Um, that's what it will be called. But um, I'm the same age as her. And I think an important piece of context too is I'm, so I'm the same age as her and I'm guessing too, well, not all the other moms on Teen Mom 3 because a lot of those girls were younger than me. But um, Janelle and the Teen Mom 2 girls, they're all a year ahead of me. They're mm-hmm. one year older. And then all the, uh, the OG girls are like two years older. Mm-hmm. Than me. So like I'm kind of in that, in their age range. So like 16 and pregnant and Teen Mom has always kind of been a, a mirror for me. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. Like you watched it as a kid and it was like, it was this thing that like everyone talked about, even people you weren't in their social circle. Like, like I'll never, like even Janelle, she's another one who I didn't watch her episode when it aired, but I'll never forget like hearing about it from the other kids. Like this one girl who was way cooler than me. She was like, oh yeah, new 16 and pregnant tonight. Um, And I was like, oh, I haven't watched any season two yet. You've only missed one episode. She's like, the girl put her baby in daycare six weeks after he was born. I was like, oh my God, what a terrible parent. <laughs> Little did we know. Like, um, but yeah, so it's, but then, you know, obviously 
going through all these different phases in my life, this show has still been on. So like, it was kind of my thing. Every time I'd go home, we're getting way off topic here, but like every time I would go home for a school break, like, and I'd be like, oh man, like I really failed that final or whatever. I'd put on some like teen mom and like, okay, I could have, could have fucked things up worse. Like this could be, you know, the situation, you know, isn't, isn't that bad. So yeah, it's just been always kind of a thing, like a, a mirror, I guess, of, to put up to yourself. I think that that point's really important, that Team Mom definitely falls into that category of reality TV viewing, which I've spoken extensively before about on this show, where it's like, you either want it to be aspirational or poverty porn, yeah. and Team Mom 2 fall, or Team Mom 16 Pregnant falls into that, like, well, at least I'm not them type yeah. of viewing, where, you know, like, a 90 day fiance is in there, love after lockup, my 600 pound life, like definitely falls into that. Like, well, I could be like that. And I think for like our generation, 60 and pregnant to mom are pretty unique because they're really the only reality show that has followed a cast of women from yeah. teenagehood into adulthood that are our contemporaries. I can't think of, I mean, you know, there was always the yeah. real world, but that was one off and maybe the challenge and but still, that wasn't, like, about their personal lives and extensive, like, reality. You know what I mean? It wasn't, like, yeah. following them in the only, reality. The only, like, anything type similar that's coming to mind right now would be, like, Honey Boo Boo, which I know is, like, not really <laughs> that t- – it's tangentially well, – but it's, like, if you have this one kind of train wreck that everyone followed for a longer period of time, but that played way more for humor, obviously. This yeah. is, like, And that's also a little different because that's like one family. They're a little younger. You know what I mean? Like 16 and pregnant. I never really thought about this. Yeah. The format's really unprecedented. And um, I saw on Reddit once, I know you're, the the day I found the teen mom Reddit, like really changed my life. (laughs) But um, like someone pointed out on Reddit, they said that uh, Morgan J. Freeman had cited like this, the end up series or like seven. Oh yeah. 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 That is a, um, huh like an inspiration and I think too and then once you start to think of it that way you're like hmm I'm an intellectual <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but like it is, it is kind of similar because it's like you're following these like people through these different phases of of their life and you're also kind of taking girls out of environments that mm-hmm. you don't really usually see like this is nothing like Laguna Beach like mm-hmm. they have some real they have some real shit to deal with but um I yeah think- I guess the hills is like the, in Laguna yeah, Beach the, hills- the only other contemporary because I was I think Elsie is a year older than me and like Kristen Cavallari is my age and so they were like but their life was so nothing like mine at all that it was like that was like my real housewives even though I was watching real housewives at the time but that was your age yeah yeah that was more real housewives and it wasn't that relatable to me I mean like you know you related to the guy problems and the friend problems but like with teen mom it was like these are girls that could live in my neighborhood yeah. for literally for me. I was like, yeah, like <laughs> they had the same issues. Like, cause this is back to, and I spoke, I, can I t- t- tell them a little bit about what we talked about? Yeah, of course. Years? So, um, I just happened to be from the neighborhood where, uh, one, I don't know how many neighborhoods you bought drugs in, but one, <laughs> I, the, one of the neighborhood where Liz bought drugs when she was using, which I'm so glad she's not anymore. I'm so glad to have her in my life. Um, but we found like, I had suspected, um, that she might have come to my neighborhood to sell, to buy drugs because it's where a lot of people flock to for the really good drugs that it's they have. It's the largest open air drug market in the United States. Yes. Also until I was like probably 13 or 14, I didn't realize there was any other type of drug market besides an open air drug market. <laughs> um, 
but so I when we would like kind of make jokes or like gossip about people that we grew up with it was all very it was a lot of it was kind of dark and then as I got older I was like I feel really guilty making fun of them or talking bad about them because they've had they have real shit to deal with and it's not their fault but then I can watch Teen Mom and I don't feel as bad because they're subjecting themselves to this kind of so it yeah. kind of it acts as a is it acts Interesting. as a replacement for like me actually talking shit about people who I know just got dealt a bad hand in life but I kind of selfishly want to gossip and talk shit about anyway because it's just human nature but this so this allows me to kind of do that um and not feel quite as bad yeah that's I think that's a good point that like these girls especially I mean some of the poorer ones you know what I mean it's like in real life you'd be like oh like bless her heart like I don't really you know what I mean like yeah, you don't really want to like, like gossip um, about her yeah but, like, like on tv it's like well they this is what their job is for yeah. me Katie Yeager I would say in general really kind of benefits from Teen Mom 3 coming off the air after one season because she definitely survived the show with a good reputation yeah um she is very level-headed but I also think like if Teen Mom 2 went off the air after one season, we would call Kale really level-headed. You know what you're I mean? Probably, like, you're probably totally right. Also, like, Teen Mom 3, like, it's similar to Young and Pregnant because it's, like, if you're, like, there's not that they're scraping the bottle, bottom of the barrel, but, like, the Chelsea's of the world, the the, the Kales of the world, the um, Leah's, I almost called her Lisa, the, the Leah's of the world, there's something, like, and especially me, there's something really relatable about them. It's just like, I love my boyfriend. We didn't use protection. I have a baby now. But then it's like you get into these, like the Mackenzie McKees of the world. It's like, oh, there's some dark religious stuff at play here. Yeah, I think the problem with Team Mom 3 is that they just got so lucky with Teen Mom 2. Yeah. And Teen Mom 2 was so good. And we had already been watching what is now Teen Mom OG. So we yeah. like we're connected to them. So we kept watching, but Team Mom 2 is like what pushed the show into like, into a fandom, into like viral. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the viral moments that made it a staple of, of tele of trash. TV. Yeah. Into something worth following. And then yeah. Team Mom 3, the girls were such duds. Such like, duds. Yeah. He is, like I said, like she really gets the benefit of a one season in a teen mo- in a sixteen pregnant episode because she's very level headed, she's very mature, she's a hard worker, she's a type A personality. But like, would that have kept up if MTV was following her around and she became famous and et cetera, et cetera? Who knows? Alex I mean, was a screamer, and that's Alex, all she did the Alex, entire season. After yeah, okay. First off, Alex's segments are really more like an episode of Intervention. Like with Matt, yeah. Yeah, with Matt. Like it's just like, okay, we get it. You're on heroin. Like, sorry, no offense, but like I it's like we get it. Like your boyfriend is in active addiction. Like I mean, and not not for nothing. Matt was like, I'm a heroin addict. Like, we can't have a baby. And Alex was like, Well, we should have a baby. Matt's like, I don't understand, Matt. Why can't you be a good father? Yeah. Also, no one does a good teen mom quite like our home state of Pennsylvania. Like, the queens, like, the Alex Sakellas of the world, the Kales of the world, yeah. the Valerie's, RIP. I mean... That's a good point. That's a really like, good point. No one, especially the Lehigh Valley, like, just <laughs> number one export is, like, great teen mom content. But yeah, like, also just revisiting Alex Sakella on social media and then even in the show, she's a screamer, but I also think there's, like, a serious learning disorder there 
Mm, um, maybe. Like, I think there is some type of, like, thing going on. Um, so it's just, like, it's a, there's a, a heavier guilt aspect to it. Um, yeah. But also just, like, this whole, and her, like, oh, the other thing I want to say about Teen Mom 3, we'll get into the episode in a second, but, like, the, as I've been rewatching a lot of Teen Mom 3 in preparation for this, the unsung heroes of that show are the younger siblings. Like, they're Brittany. I mean, that's when we got Brittany D. Brittany should have just had her own show. Like, she's been delivering it from the beginning. She's an underappreciated icon. Um, I know we appreciate her on this pod, but, like, even just go, like, she was carrying that show. Like, she was carrying Teen Mom 3. Her and then, like, even Alex Sakella's, like, younger. Was it his brother? She had a little brother, right? A little brother and a little sister. And, like, she's out here trying to get a hold of her crackhead boyfriend. And, like, literally the little sister, who's, like, 11, goes, I just don't understand what you're trying to get out of this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, are you 40? Like, what is going on? Which, like... It's because Matt would sit there and he'd be like, I really hate you. I yeah. don't want to be a dad. I'm not interested in this. <laughs> like, like, he was awful, but also, like, from Jump Street, Matt was like... He didn't I- bury the lead at all. Like, he was like, this <laughs> yeah. is where this is going to go. Yeah. I'm an active drug addict and I don't want to go to rehab. He's like, I'm not going to be a dad to that kid. And then Alex, like, 10 minutes later, screaming, like, why won't you be a dad? yeah my favorite thing that came out of team mom three i used to follow this twitter account that was just called alex yells oh just like type in all caps because all she did was like scream but yeah i think team mom three just like the girls didn't have the personalities the baby dads didn't have personalities i mean josh was so high he couldn't keep his eyes open devon has never been like devon doesn't shine on camera Devon, like honestly going back and watching team mom three i felt like i was watching the new season of uh teen mom too because it's the same conversation over and over (laughs) he's just like they they don't they won't let it go that i wasn't there before and so now they're not letting me be there and it's like they feel like they don't need a man in their kid's life and i'm like wait this is like literally the same thing and then britney has like amazing one-liners and then she'll get to go do something fun and we're like oh we want better for you britney yeah i do say it is it is kind of heartbreaking to see like because uh what's her name uh Roxanne, who is my favorite Bernadette Peters character. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Doesn't she look just like Bernadette Peters? I want her to Holy break out. shit. Yes. She needs wow. to be in like, a, like if, if there's like, if you guys are from the uh, Kissimmee, Orlando area and you have pictures of her in a local production of Into the Woods, <laughs> you're at like gmail.com. <laughs> But no, she like yeah, I cannot get over how much she looks like Bernadette Peters, and the fact too that she's so theatrical with everything—it's like she's casting a spell. I'm like you, like the yes. Bernadette Peters character. But to see how like she was so um, like you can see the toll her health has taken. Yeah. Go back and watch these, these um, the team on three because it's like she really is like the the leader of the family. She throws a huge potted plant. At I, the lawn. Like, I know she couldn't pick that physical. up these days. I know it's just so heartbreaking. Um, and who else, oh, who else was on the team? Oh yeah. So Katie and Joey, like (laughs) is, you know, he's like, they just like nobody on team on three, like, especially with how hot team mom two was and team mom two was so fucking good. This is 2013 team mom two was in what? Like season three, season four, like Kiefer era, peak Kiefer, peak Kiefer. Kiefer, peak Kiefer. 
peak Leah break, divorcing Corey because she yes. cheated on him. Like peak Adam being awful. Like everything on Team Mom Two yeah. is so good. Peak, peak and you would turn on Team Mom trying to pet, uh, pass the aestheticians exam and not being able to get her GED. Yeah, and then you would turn on Team Mom Three and you're like, this sucks. I. It's almost like, like if. It is, it is like Young and Pregnant in that way that like if Young and Pregnant came on when Team Mom 2 was like in the heyday, like we wouldn't care about Young and Pregnant. We yeah. like Young and Pregnant now because Team Mom and Team Mom 2 are so fucking bad that yeah. we're like, oh, cool, like something new and poverty, fresh to watch. Poverty porn and the Hot Mess Express. Like we need that crazy like white trash girl. Sorry, I don't know if that's problematic or not. But the crazy white trash girl you went to high school with, we need her back. We need her Facebook post, but like in live action form. Yeah. Like, why that we needed young and pregnant at this time someone on your podcast said it has breathed new life into the franchise and i've more accurate words have, have never been spoken totally but that just wasn't needed at the time of yeah, team mom two of yeah. its height of its peak so you would watch i remember like watching team mom three and i was like why am i watching this like nothing is happening like everybody is asleep especially compared to like just like how crazy yeah. people were being on Team Mom 2. So actually, let's get into success. But right after a quick break. Okay, so I actually liked this episode. Yeah. It was... Looking, looking back, like, I don't love a lot of Teen Mom, but I thought this was a good episode like Katie okay I do want to say and I know I say this anytime we watch 16 and pregnant but and I know I I say this almost every 16 and pregnant episode never has there been a better candidate to get an abortion than Katie Hard same. I totally agree with it but she threw her fucking life away um but somehow more like yeah more ambitious even I feel like than Lexi yeah um, so much more so ambitious sad. It's so sad. We get a lot of, um, like, we get a lot of just really dark scenes about her talking about the college admission process. So, <sighs> a little background. She's from a place called uh, Rock Springs, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. So we got a Wyoming girl. Um, and she has always, like, you guys probably remember it from when it was on, always dreamed of going to college in Denver, got accepted to a college in Denver, a four-year college. And um, then was not able to go because she got pregnant. And then in addition to that, her mom brings it up in the episode. She got into Boise State, which is like in Idaho, and then Utah State. which is So she's gotten into multiple out-of-state colleges and has <sighs> given it up to be like, with her. Yeah. She is a type A, control, like excellent student, work, yeah. hard worker. She Honestly, one of the only 16 and girls to have a job. Yeah. It's very rare that the girls on 16 and Pregnant had jobs, which, like, fair enough. I only worked in the summers when I was in high school, you know, like. Yeah, I didn't even, yeah, I never worked in high school. Well, I mean, if I lived in the suburbs, I'd probably worked in high school because it'd probably been, like, safe places to work. But, like, um, (laughs) sorry, I know, like, (laughs) it's dark. Everybody Um, that's familiar with Philadelphia is doing the same laugh that I'm doing, like, oh, dark. (laughs) They're all like, shut up on this podcast. I gotta go watch the Flyers game. Um, (laughs) No birds. But yeah, no, I'm from Kensington, all my Philly people, but like, yeah, so she does, she works and um, even talks about what she had planned for herself when she was going to go. She had a 
10 year plan. Have you ever heard of a 10 year plan? Jesus Christ. When I was 16, maybe I, maybe when I was 16, I was kind of like this. I might've had a 10 year plan, but probably not really. My 10 year plan was probably not as ambitious as hers. My 10 year plan was like, okay, I want to like, literally people are like, Hey, did you ever think you'd be doing this? And I was like, honestly, back when I was in school and I was a kid, I was like, as long as you have to work in an air conditioned office and sometimes get a free lunch and sometimes get to stay in a hotel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> have it be covered by my job I'll be like sound as a pound so um like yeah this girl's like really like I and then she even says too like oh I was gonna join all the clubs and be in like you know plays and stuff in college I'm like I didn't think about what I was gonna do I, I was like well I'm gonna go to as many parties as I can how am I gonna get a fake ID <laughs> I was like I'm gonna take hipster photos for social media and I'm gonna be really cool <laughs> Um, yeah, my yeah. biggest concern, like my second bar to senior year was like when I would get an EDU email address so I could sign up for Facebook. Like, Oh my God. I like, had, oh, it's gonna make you feel old. I had a Facebook in ninth grade. That was 2007. Yeah. So because I graduated from high school in 2006, you still needed a dot EDU oh Facebook or email address to get Facebook. Although I remember they like opened it up like right around when I was right around them but I just like didn't want to get one without my like college email you to be a legit person you didn't want to be a little little kid yeah yeah in. so that was like my thought about like planning for college <laughs> was like I how know, I was gonna right? get my Facebook page and Katie over here wants to major in psychology and then get a yeah, master's get degree a master's. yeah and then I don't know if this is revealed on the show or sorry by on the 16 and pregnant episode sorry I feel like my voice is so annoying um I know there's a lot of nasaliness going to happen on this episode just because of both of our like <laughs> accents. Um, oh, sorry. This is off topic. But one of the times I noticed my accent very strongly is oh, there's an episode. I'm on an episode of Teen Mom. You what? I'm on I'm on an episode of Teen I should have said this at the beginning. You buried the lead. I totally buried the lead. I needed to make a lead. I got so like when you meet your heroes, you just can't <laughs> Please. <laughs> Um, but I'm on an ask and I tweeted at you about this um oh I'm on an ask the mom special oh when tell me uh, everything it aired in uh February of 2017 it was filmed the week after Trump got elected I was living in Los Angeles at the time um and I was really depressed oh the reunion where Macy got engaged no this is a no this is a team I'm choosing this is the one where uh, Janelle stormed off and I was there in the afternoon oh 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 when her and David like because I was in LA and then her and Nate had that big fight David yeah Yeah, and And now Chelsea was pregnant with Watson yeah and but so I that week I was living in LA at the time and I was like really upset about Trump getting elected and then was like I need to find out if any of like the teen moms endorsed Trump and I went on I went on Janelle's uh Twitter feed and she's like oh come to the taping blah blah and I was like oh my god I live in LA so that was like one of the ways that I like tried to comfort myself after like the de- the devastating events of November 6th um, <laughs> but then they were like hey does anybody want to ask a question and I was like bitch I do but I didn't realize that it wasn't going to be like you could just walk up during the yeah. it was like they make it so it looks like you mailed it in like a fucking weirdo and then when you are on an episode, and they didn't even air it on the reunion, they aired it on like an Ask the Mom. Mm-hmm. Then when you're on an episode of Teen Mom, it really comes out of the woodwork who is still watching Teen Mom. They're like, uh, did I just see you on Teen Mom, which is yeah. a show I haven't told anybody that I watched for the last eight years? Yeah, spoiler alert, if you know someone who was a Teen Mom, 
they're probably still watching Teen Mom because that was who really came out of the woodwork for me. It's like, hey, I, I love that. <laughs> yes. Um, but they're watching it as it's airing too. Um, love that. What was your question? What did you ask I was, them? I literally asked, I was like, as someone who was a kid themselves not that long ago, what really concerned you about raising kids now? And the answer I was looking for was Trump being our fucking president. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I did not. Love get, that. Uh, I didn't get, and then yeah, they. But they ended up. It was Nessa that was like was hosting that thing where they ended up actually airing it. But if you watch it, I don't introduce myself as Katie. I introduce myself as Kathleen, and so <laughs> which I use interchangeably. In well, the, I do the same thing. I don't go by Elizabeth like anywhere. But when I'm introducing my, if I'm using my name, this is such a besides that nobody cares about. No, it's but I. When a lot of times when I say my name is Liz, not as much as an adult, but this thing happens where people say Lynn, they think I'm saying Lynn, not Liz. So when people ask me my name that don't know me or in a situation like that, I'm sure I would do the same thing. I say Elizabeth Mm -hmm. because everybody, you know what I like? That's so smart. Yeah. I I hear Elizabeth. So I bet if I did a team mom, ask the moms, I would also say my name is Elizabeth. I do it like for reservations for if I'm giving my name on the phone because People, for some reason, hear Liz or Lynn when I say Liz. And by the way, we digitized my family's home movies, and I was watching them this week. And apparently, for the first year of my life, my dad called my dad and my brother called me Baby Beth. And it's very weird to think of myself as a Beth. Yeah. That's, That's like a whole different life. It's a parallel universe where you were Beth. It, right? It's so, and I, I was like, Mom, when did you guys stop calling me Baby Beth? And she's like, I don't think we called you that. I'm like, it's on video. And she's like, really? We did? <laughs> but it's like, it's just so, it's just so funny that like I was called baby Beth for so long, but like I have no connection to the name Beth. And apparently like none of my family even remembers it. Yeah. That is crazy. So Kathleen, what, yeah. what were the answers that they gave? Uh, what's her name? They really, only one who really answered was Chelsea. She was like, like drinking. She said like drinking and stuff. I was like, would have, well, first of all, I'm sure the week after Trump was elected, I was like, they won't be able to go to play. I was in a spiral at that point in my life, but I would have, they would have like touched on social media and like screen time. Yeah, and- I don't think they, well, they probably did tape because I wasn't there when they answered them. Oh, like literally if you go back and watch the ask the mom special, um, like it's, it's literally nest like, cause it was a Dr. Drew reunion. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know Jack about the teen moms. Like get someone who moderates the Reddit, like the subreddit to, I mean, I that. should do them. You, you should host this thing, but he really doesn't know. He like, he keeps, he would kept referring to Jeremy as Corey. <laughs> and then, um, he was like, which oh, is weird like, cause he does know them. Like he, he doesn't watch a show, but he knows them. He sees them he twice only- a year. Yeah, I guess, but I guess he sees a lot of people because he's Dr. Drew. That's fair point. <laughs> he's got three kids. He's got all those podcasts. He has the triplets. His wife is like a psychic or something. Yeah, like, like I, I... Doesn't she have a podcast with a psychic, his wife? If she does, why am I not listening to I it? I think, or she had... Okay, here's how I know this. Because Amber went on Dr. Drew's podcast, Dr. Drew's wife's podcast. Okay. There was a psychic on it. And I think in my head... I have assumed that that psychic was the co-host, but it's possible the psychic was just what, another just guest, guest. And Amber was on. <laughs> the dream team. It's like a random psychic, yeah. Amber, and Dr. Drew's wife. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so I didn't get to see them answer it, but also like, so base, there's really no benefit to watching that episode of Teen Mom because it's just ran- it's just filler. But unless you want to hear someone go, hi, I'm Kathleen and I'm from Philly. <laughs> it should be my ringtone. Um, but uh, yeah, so also thank God that fell during like the two week period uh, in my life that I was really into contouring. <laughs> So it's, you looked good at least. Yeah, I look good. I got really great feedback from the PA. They were like, he was like, that's a great question. The lighting's really good. I was like, yeah. He was okay. like 19. So back in this episode, can we talk about the fact, I'm a little confused on the timeline because Katie says that her and her boyfriend love each other so much. They're attached at the hip. Their parents get along great. Yes. So luckily she can live with her boyfriend. So, yeah, she literally said, um, my yeah my mom and since our families get along great my parents let me live with him i'm like hold up what was that i'm wondering if she i think that they must have just fudged up like i think it's just the producing like that she was she moved in there because she was pregnant like i don't think i don't think that she lived there beforehand i don't know then you get a you get then you get a peep at lucy her mom who i keep wanting to call april um because she's like she's bobo april um a little bit but, but do you, like, I think what I'm assuming what happened was, because we also got, like, the talk that they always have about, like, how yes. she was pregnant, and she yes. said, like, she didn't want to sleep with him until they were in a relationship. I wrote, I wrote this down, um, because it's such a sign of the times. Um, she says, we would sleep in the same bed, but I wouldn't let you have sex with me. I just, like, she says, like, so much, and people give me feedback on that, that I should do that less. And I'm like, whatever, everyone does it. And then I hear people like Katie Yeager do it. And I'm like, actually, it is annoying. And it makes you sound like you don't have your shit together. Um, <laughs> but she goes, we would sleep in like the same bed and I wouldn't let you have sex with me. I just like wanted you to be in a relationship with me before like, like I didn't just want to be some stupid hoe that yeah. like just, that like just came I to your house. To have that sex too. Yeah. I wanted you to respect me. And I'm like, this bitch is dreaming of her whole life now. Like the whole life would have been probably a bit, a bit easier than this whole thing that she's found herself in. It was just a weird, such a weird line. Like these people are 17. Well, actually, yeah. I don't know if they said how old Joey was. And I also didn't research it. So I don't I'm know, but so, I'm assuming he's I couldn't older. find how old he was either. I think he is older. There's a point later in the um, episode where she's like, me and my friends are making prom a girls' night. Yeah, like, that's that, I mean, that's cool. I wrote All down. Our friends are adult men. <laughs> I wrote down. I wonder how old Joey is that he can't take her to prom because at my school, I think like your prom date couldn't be over the age of twenty. Like they had it like an age limit for how old, yeah. uh, like your prom date could be. And I wrote that down for the girls' night thing. That's funny you bring that up. But it was just such a weird throwaway line. She's like, well, because our parents get along so well, we get to live together. And I'm like. Okay, like, okay. if my parents got along with my high school boyfriend's parents, like, I don't think that would have then transferred to me living there. Yeah, there was a girl, the same girl in my Girl Scout troop. We're going to refer back to her a lot. Um, she's a good soul. But she lived with her boyfriend when she was in high school, and her mom would literally meet up with her, like, to give her her lunch to take to school. And I was like, Mom, why does Chrissy's mom let her live with her boyfriend? And it's like, because she's afraid that if she doesn't, she's going to, like, run away with him or, like, they'll be homeless or something. So it's, like, mm-hmm. it's better That's to sad. I don't know, yeah, but it's, like, it's better to just, like, give it. But, like, Kate doesn't seem that rebellious. So I'm like. No, that's what's really so weird off. about it. So I'm thinking they just moved in together because she was pregnant because she doesn't want to be some stupid hoe. Um, <laughs> she said. It was so, yeah, when she said that, I was like, 
you know, like uh, this was shot in 2012 or 2011. It's, it's like it's, it's shot 2019. In it's shot in, shot in 2011, and it. Sorry, I was like yelling into the computer. It's shot in 2011, and she's um. It's seventeen. It's aired, yeah, and it aired in 2012. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it is. Yeah, it is weird, and it's so well not weird, but it was normal then, obviously. But it's just so ironic, like to be like I like my boyfriend respects me. I wouldn't like let him have like sex with me, and I'm not like some stupid hoe. It's like all right, but like there is some faultiness here in your logic because you have a baby inside of you. Yeah. So she also says something really sad, which is the way they got pregnant was that he would just, like, use a condom, but if he didn't have one, he just, like, wouldn't. And she says, well, I guess I just didn't realize that birth control was supposed to be my responsibility and not his. And Joey even says, like... He says it should be both people's responsibility. And it was, like... That was when I was like, wait, did her mother really let her move in with her boyfriend without putting her on birth control? And I was like, yeah. there's no way. There's no way. Mm-hmm. There, there's no way that I think they were living with each other before she was pregnant. I don't think Lucy would do that, even though Lucy's kind of like, rah, rah, and kind of like negative. But she was kind of negative, but I also thought that she like. She was a little wise cared. too. Yeah, she, she cared. She cared and was realistic. Lucy yeah. suffered from that thing where she, everything she was saying was true, but she was being unnecessarily harsh about yes. it. Yes, yes, I totally agree. Yeah, but I don't see them, I don't see her letting her do that, like, and I don't see Katie do it, I mean, we act like we know her, it's like, Katie wouldn't do that. Um, Also kind of just shows how immature even the most mature teenagers are, that Katie was, well, first of all, Wyoming is a red state, this is 2011, like, it's possible she still had mostly abstinence-only education in her school, and, you know, you just she seems so mature in so many ways. And what we know of her is that she's a very mature and responsible person. And yet like she wasn't mature enough to be on birth control. Right. You know, and that like just shows you how even the most like straight laced responsible type a teens are still dumb kids. Yes. They'll make stupid choices that have long-term consequences. Even if like most of their other decisions are fine. Yeah. It's crazy. But also one of the interesting things about this episode is Joey comes off as being pretty level-headed. Responsible, supportive. And really, he seems contrite a little bit too. Like even when he says like, it should be be both people's decisions. Like you can tell there's a certain level of guilt um, to the whole situation. Cause I think he even sees like, oh, this girl was supposed to go to college in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I I agree with that. I thought Joey was one of the better portrayed like baby dads on this yeah. show especially for, especially for 16 pregnant coming to find out katie has now said that he was like very abusive to her physically and emotionally which i definitely believe i wonder yeah. if it hadn't started yet by the t- you know what i mean like if it didn't yeah, start and so. i think too and we'll go like the t teen mom three so he comes off really, really good in this 16 and pregnant. Then he's bad in Team on 3. Yeah, he, but he starts yeah. out okay, too. But I think that the edit starts to not go so well in his favor over time. 
and he kind of started to smoke weed too the other thing is I remember this episode as being way different like in my head watching like I remember that scene on the bridge where she has those like Lady Gaga sunglasses um, <laughs> her, like, her and her friends are very Lady Gaga inspired so, and that's another reason I identified with her so much like this was so, this was so of the time like her look was so of the time well because she's exactly what I described by yeah. being like that tight tight wound up type a girl that still wants to be a little edgy like those girls found lady gaga because they weren't cool enough to find like beth dido and gossip you know what i like they weren't cool enough to find like people and like the cool like in of the mid 2000s and late 2000s like they weren't cool enough to find those people but they like were able to find lady gaga Yeah, it's true. And also, so much of her just look is uh, Ross dressed for less chic of the time. Like, there's yeah, so oh yeah. I remember like seeing and con- and contemplating buying at the Ross dress for less and like the Marshalls. Like, you're kind. Of, this would be fun for like a girls' night. <laughs> like, well, because is- we all cared about. Remember, like in that era, we had like going out tops. Yes. <laughs> This is like my going out top and you would get like a statement necklace. Like I like look back at pictures and it's so obvious what like my going out tops are that you would never wear during the day and you bought them specifically for going out. Yes. It's so true. Um, I'll meet you with the Buffalo Wild Wings. But like going back to like, but this was one where like the timeline is weird for me because I'm looking back and like, oh my God, like I was so much like this girl. But I was so much like this girl when I was like in ninth, tenth grade, and then by the time I was her age, like I was obviously going to college, so I like kind of transitioned into a more like conservative look. Um, but I, it reminded me too back of when you were talking about like Janelle when you and Troy, because I re-listened to that episode a couple weeks back, like you and Troy talking about Janelle and how her look was very outside of the time. But I remember like watching it as it, like around the time it aired and being like this girl I want to get an outfit like that like I the pink dress that she had like I had one in black like I did my hair was bleached the same way hers is bleached but then I'm like girl you were just not like oh you were outside of the times too (laughs) (laughs) but it's just like I'm like oh I used to dress just like this kid girl it's like yeah when you were like 14 and she like has a child um but yeah like I remembered like in my head this episode entailed like them going on an ill-fated trip to Denver him smoking a lot of weed and her getting on his ass for it. But that's team on three. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. happens. It ha- That happens to me a lot when I go back and watch these 16 pregnant episodes because it all just blurs together, yeah. especially the team on three girls. And I like go, like I went back and watched something with Mackenzie McKees. When I rewatched Mackenzie McKees, I could have sworn, remember the scene in team on three where they're like standing on the front lawn and her mom won't let her go on birth control. yeah. I could have sworn that was in her 16 pregnant. And when it wasn't, I was like, that was shit, but kind of yeah. boring. Like, I think too, a lot of the, th- that's one of the downfalls of Teen Mom 3 was so many of the themes were so recurring. It's like Matt's addiction. He has a meltdown, like every episode, the birth control fight with Mackenzie and her mom happens like every episode. That was evil that yeah. Angie wouldn't let her go on birth control. Like Angie's evil Angie's and that's so, one of the reasons. That's that's one of the primary reasons Team Mom 3 is so dark. It's like there's such a dark element to the whole and like McKee- By the way. Yes. Can we discuss Mac McKee's week which I guess I just won't talk about on the episode I record for this week, but the reason you know, we've kind of been wondering like why would they bring on Cheyenne and Bristol and not Mac McKee? 
And I genuinely think the reason this week, Mackenzie posted this fucking crazy. Oh, story. I do. I follow you on social. That, that was crazy. This crazy story about like how hard it is to be a mom. Like she was trying to go viral and trying to be like that relatable hot mess mom. That Mormon mommy blogger. No offense to the Mormons listening. But Mackenzie like, isn't like yeah. wired correctly. So she doesn't, under, she goes too far yeah. and she went too far and like had this crazy story that involved her kids almost killing a ferret. It was, it was literally insane. Yeah. And the one kid like shitting his pants, like up his back. It's like, isn't he five? Like, isn't he- <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he's, I think Bronx is only like two or three, but it was, it was cra- like, the whole thing was just so insane. And it was like, every worst thing that could happen times a thousand and people like ripped into her. And then Mackenzie tweeted like that. I'm going to kill myself. Like, Aww. and I was like, Oh, this is why she's not on teen mom. Yeah, that one sirs. She's really, yeah. There's something really dark. She's, she's very unstable. She has past suicide attempts, which I've talked about before on yeah. the show. And then being... she talked about it on the after show in a way. She was like, and I just like turned it around and it's like, Girl, God turned it around for her. God turned it around for her. And it's like, girl, that's not a thing. Yeah. And I really, I really wouldn't be surprised if like part of it was MTV was like, I think she's too unstable and she might hurt herself and we can't have her on the show. Not because they like care, but because no, they knew it would be a bad look. And a huge liability. Like, yeah. And then also too, like she's just so, I mean, just with her whole the universe of Mac McKee, like she's so adjacent to problematic things. Yeah. That it's like, maybe we just won't take this on. I'll take my chances with Bristol Palin. <laughs> but I really, I really do think, cause I mean, it would be one thing if say like Ryan died because he overdosed. Like, yeah. Well, he was an addict. Like we can't control that. But like, if they brought on Mac McKee yeah. and then she killed herself like one or two seasons in, like that would not be good PR for MTV. And I really do bet like part of that and they saw how unstable she was. Her mom somehow is like actually still alive and doing pretty well. Yeah, all I things saw considered. that. But I was like, hey, I need to read the room. Is Angie still around? But like, but if she what you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they didn't yeah. know at the time when they were filming. Like yeah. I think they didn't want to was really her prognosis was really bad. Like really bad. And I think they yeah, didn't want to take on the possibility. Yeah of like Mackenzie spiraling on TV and like getting a response to that and her mom's dead. And that just really, yeah. I was the like, darkness is too like, yeah, it's, it's too, I think the risk is like too great for MTV. Like yeah. they can put Bristol on there and deal with Bristol shit, but they know Bristol isn't going to kill herself, you yeah, know, like, and also like ugh, Mackenzie's voice is just effing annoying. Like it's <laughs> the worst the worst sound is like, Gannon, did you, did you need a new diaper, Gannon? Oh, and she's like a half baby voice too. Yeah. And she, it's like, I gotta, go to great. I gotta go to Tumbling practice. And it's like, <laughs> the, what is going on here? It's just so, it's so annoying. And it's, yeah, there's just like a lot. It's too much. It's way too much. Okay. So yeah. And by the way, this is obviously just going to be like our Katie Teen Mom 3 in general podcast because yeah. it's like how do we talk about we Katie you're not do Teen Mom love. 3 yeah we haven't shown as much love to Teen Mom 3 in a while on here yeah well I was never like a big Teen Mom 3 fan like I watched most of the episodes or if I didn't watch them I at least like kept up with yeah you know what like I read like the recaps or whatever I honestly don't even I don't think I've seen every episode I just like no. never cared that much about Teen Mom 3 beyond like 
the girls themselves. Yeah. I mean, yes, I watched. I know I watched. I just don't think I watched every episode. I was never like a super fan of Teen Mom 3. And so it's just kind of like fallen to the wayside for me. And it's honestly, it's like, I've thought about like, well, maybe I should watch some Team Mom 3 episodes, like recap them, but I would much rather watch old Team Mom 2 episodes, 100%. like talk about them than watch Team Mom 3 episodes. Yeah, and I'll say this as someone who I want, and around, around the time you started this podcast, I was actually did a, a Team Mom 2 rewatch all the way mm-hmm. through. And I mean, those just fly by. You can't get enough content there. Team Mom 3, I can't get, it's hard to get through an episode. Like it's just like, oh, yeah, like, it's rough. It is. Okay. So Katie has this plan. Like we said, she got into this college in Denver. She's not going to be able to go. Her best friend is going to go. And Katie's like battle cry throughout this entire episode is that she's going to go to Denver in two years. Yes. And I'm like, girl, you're not. Wanna, it's so sad. Cause like, you know, in your heart and you know she doesn't end up going, totally she's never going to Denver. I haven't looked into it, but she totally still lives in Wyoming. Also, I don't know. Utah, actually. She moved to Utah. Oh, good for her. Um, But one of the things that, um, I don't know if it comes up in this episode or if it's in Teen Mom 3, but there's not a four-year college in her area. Yeah, I think she was just, that's why she was like so, that's what I was wondering. Denver, I'm going to move to Denver. Like even in Teen Mom 3 at some point, she says that the closest four-year college is in Utah. She must have lived, I guess Wyoming and Utah are near each other. I don't know anything yeah. about geography. And Hard she must say, have, they are close, yeah. She must have like lived kind of near the border. Um, but it's still like And even I looked this in, into it because in my memory, her talking about going to like Denver and stuff, it seemed like it was a day trip. It's a five hour drive from it really she makes it seem yeah. like it's a day trip for sure. And it's just so sad because she keeps saying, like, well, I'm just like in and this shows where she's so immature because she's like, it's like she thinks she's going to have a baby and like, she'll just have to like postpone yes. stuff for two years and not postpone like stuff for 15 years. She has a conversation with her mom where she's like, I'm going to do online school. And they're yeah. like, well, you have to take care of the baby. And she's like, well, I'll do it when the baby's asleep. And they're like, well, the baby doesn't sleep just because you put it down in its bed. And she's like, well, I'll just pick the baby up and make it stop crying. And then I'll like go back to doing work. And it's like, this girl doesn't understand the logistics of a baby, like, which is true of a lot of, which is true of a lot of, like, the girls on these shows. It's, like, they just haven't had a conversation with someone who's ever had a newborn, like, in a serious way. No, because why would they? Yeah, but it's, like, yeah, but, like, even I, or, like, they just don't know anyone who, like, had a baby, because I remember, too, like, a neighbor of mine, like, had a baby when I was in, like, middle school, and that's when I first realized, like, oh, the timeline for everything when you have a baby is super short because like they have tiny stomachs, they digest really fast, they can't sleep for that long. Like everything is in little like three hour intervals. Like you live like hour to hour. Yeah, I definitely think that me as a teen would have been like Katie where it's like, I'll just do when the baby's asleep. Like no concept of like, well, first of all, you have no concept of like the crushing sleep deprivation yeah. and like how hard that makes everything in and your the con- life the constantness of everything yes for in the isolation yeah. and she just poor katie has decided she's going to go to online school for a year then go to on-campus community college and then go to denver in two years and she just like keeps yeah. saying it and the other over well, i can't think like overarching storyline of this episode is that katie lives with her boyfriend Joey and they live with Joey's mom, Joey's stepdad and Joey's two siblings in a pretty small house. Like it's not, yeah. it's not like they're in an apartment, but they're not. Yeah, in, they have the basement to themselves. They're just not in like a large yeah. mansion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
They're and, a regular suburban house from what I can tell. Yes. And Katie is like determined that they're going to move out and get their own apartment. And everybody's like, how are you going to do that? And Joey is going to get a job at the mines, which is tough. Also during this episode, they don't say what kind of mines. So like when I, you know, I'm from Pennsylvania, I think it it is a coal mine, but like, I'm like, do they have coal in other states or is it a, is it a diamond mine? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Joey, Joey's crazy. going for du- blood diamonds. <laughs> yeah, like blood diamond two, Rock Springs, Wyoming. But like, yeah, so then he, you find you find out later because he has coal all over him that it's like a coal mine. But I'm going to be honest. I didn't really think mines still existed because I'm like really stupid about some of that stuff. Like, I guess I no, well, I'm like Chilean, an in- Chilean miners get trapped in them though. That's we had true. that whole we had that whole emotional thing in the early 2000s. When I think though, like on, that- a, on an intellectual level, like I understand mining is a thing that still exists in America, but it just seems like something like, that's only old timey. And the fact that people consider it to be a viable career option is what yeah, unrelated so to me. Like the whole, I'm like, like I was watching, I was like, ah. Oh, a coal miner, huh? Yeah, like, such an idiot. I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a thing. Like, wasn't Corey a coal miner for a little bit? Mm-mm. He Corey's actually, I believe, had the same job the whole time. I think there I is a vi- here's the thing though. There, I think you're viral- thinking of Jeremy and his pipe. His yeah, pipe but thing. there's a viral video that was from MTV.com, and so it might be because I remember sending it to my brother in a Facebook message when I was on my Teen Mom Two rewatch where it's like he was going to like coal mining training and then that's how he like he found out that like coal is actually like dinosaur bones or something like that he was like I didn't believe in dinosaurs till today and they was telling us about like the history of coal and like where it came from I was like it blew my mind and I was like find me that clip and send it to me please yeah guys what do you what do you call your family do we have a name for the psychos go and find this clip of Corey talking about dinosaurs turning into coal but Corey wor- works with like the utility company. Oh, yeah, I knew. Yeah, I knew he yeah. did that now. But I just like well, and also like I guess I never thought about mining in Wyoming because like if if yeah. Corey said I'm going to become a miner, I'd be like, oh yeah, those West Virginia mines. I know about them. I guess I did know about mining because they talk about it in the wonder, wild and wonderful whites, West Virginia. But <laughs> which, by the way, a lot of people have requested that I do a bonus episode on that, and I think I will I one think day. You I need to watch it. I feel so bad because you guys talked about it on the iconic Janelle episode, you and Dad Troy, and I still haven't watched it, so I need to do that. I need like a sick day where I catch up on all my psycho content. So yeah, so John, but like Katie has this like idea and this is uh, it's very frustrating to watch that katie is like proud to a default or proud to a fault yeah and she like she is like we have to be out of this house and josh is like why and she's like because 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 we can't have your parents take care of us and josh is like but it they it's fine like they said it's fine have an iconic like talk to on the bridge they get so oh my god yeah um like so I recorded this thing that he like there's a there's well they have a lot of iconic quotes on the show but um he's in the they're in the car and she's like I just think every I just need everything to be perfect I need to get and she (laughs) says to the she says to the um his parents she goes well if it's like a month before and I 
don't have the baby's room set up, I'm going to be really upset. And they're looking at her like, because right before that, they've asked her, hey, what's your timeline for moving out? Because you know, if you want to move into an apartment, you need to apply for that. Oh, I loved that. The stepdad was like, was like, okay. She was like, well, I want to move out. And he was like, okay, so like, have you put in an application? And she was like, no. And he's like, have you looked anywhere? And she was like, no. (laughs) Like Katie was just like, I want to move out. And yeah, like the logistics of it, like she doesn't understand. Like, um, there was, there was that. And then they're in the car and she was like, I just feel like I need everything to be perfect. And Joey goes, you're 17 years old and having a baby. Like, (laughs) he's right. He is so right. And he says, just because she lives in a basement instead of our own house, doesn't mean she's going to have a shitty life, which is fair. He seems seems really mature. And it seems like he's, he's being pretty level-headed about the whole thing, but it's just like, um, she doesn't seem to get it. And I think too, like, I even wrote down in my notes, um, I was like, where's her understanding of like motherhood coming from? I'm guessing it's a good question. It's coming from like these magazines where it's like every celebrity who has a baby. It's like, look at our nursery for our kid. Because I think one of the biggest things that kept me from getting pregnant when I was a kid, in addition to no one wanting to have sex with me, was the (laughs) fact that I'm like, if I have a kid, I'm going to be tied to my parents because I'm going to be so dependent on them for everything. But it's like, she doesn't seem to no get that like she doesn't seem to mean that like when you have a baby you become more dependent on others and less and not less dependent yeah it's kind of a weird I will say it's kind of a weird episode because they are in a semi-unique position in which both of them have jobs yeah and he even even before he gets his job at the mine he has like another job yeah he's working he's working six days a week at like a in a construction type of job like and so we don't hear talk of like, how are we going to pay for diapers? Yeah. How are we going to, like, there's not a lot of money stress. Like, yes, they can't afford this apartment right now, but like, he's going to get his coal mining job and they'll be able to get an apartment eventually. But like, there's not, usually in these shows, they're like, how are we going to pay for diapers? Yeah. But so also funny. she didn't have a baby shower on film. Yeah, I saw, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. But there's not this, like, we don't hear them talking about like, how are we going to get any of her stuff? She does work at a baby supply store. Yeah. So I wonder if she got like a nice discount on a lot of her stuff, but like there's no real talk about like the logistics of the baby arriving. I yeah. think because they could afford That's at least another, like they yeah. could semi afford it. You know what I mean? They could afford secondhand stuff. They could afford diapers. And that's another thing I wrote down. I was like, the other people on 16 and pregnant would love to have their problems because That's true. Even, even if they don't find a place like she wants to live and even, or oh, Jesus Christ, I can't talk. Um, even if they don't find a place to live out on their own, they can still live in his parents' basement. Yeah. Like, they're totally they have jobs. Out. She's going to college. Yeah. There's no, there's no concern of how she's going to pay for college. Like they're really, she has a car. There's no concern yeah. of transportation. There's no concern of cell phones. There's just not that like overriding like anxiety of yes. money, which appears in a lot of the episodes on 16 Pregnant. It's just yeah, and, not, and it, even, but they still seem barely independent. Cause usually when that's the case, yeah. usually when that's the case, it's um like assume that the parents will pay for everything. You know what I mean? There are ones yeah. where like, they don't talk about money at all. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but there are ones where they don't talk about money at all. And it's understood that their parents are just going to pay for everything. Yeah. But I don't get like, yes, her, the, his parents are letting them live in their house, but I didn't get the impression that they were paying for them in any way. Like they right. were fairly 
all things considered, Joey and Katie were a very independent couple. Yeah. It's very true. Probably because Joey yeah. was actually 25. Yeah, I know. That's my other thing. <laughs> <laughs> because Joey was a grown-up. Yeah, he is a full grown He literally goes into a coal mine. Like, he's a coal miner. He has a grown man job. Lives a grown, a grown man job. life. But, I mean, those sunglasses, though, on the bridge that he, like, his sunglasses are more iconic than hers like he's got I, I can't even describe them I've never seen them before and I've never seen them since like uh, <laughs> like it's, it's like he, he has the lone pair of those sunglasses but it's also almost like he has a uniform like he's just got in those like baggy jeans and those weird t-shirts and that hat all the time like he has his own like uniform as a character he's like Charlie Brown yeah he's like a cartoon character yeah. a lot of these guys are on yeah, this show he's almost like he's like Bobo Adam yeah, um, yeah, a little. Like Adam always had it back in the day. Like mm-hmm. Adam uniform included that like Honda hat. Mm-hmm. Um, I backwards, recently, yep. yeah. Backwards. I recently got um a, sunglasses like on the back of his neck. Sunglasses on the back of his neck. I got um my neighbor has like a twelve year old son, and I gave him a hat for Christmas that had another like car company on the front and of the hat and I was like, oh my god, is this gonna be like a Frosty the Snowman situation where I give him this hat and he turns into like Adam? <laughs> let's hope not god forbid i know and i'm like oh did i just change the course of history but yeah like these dads on this show have this like uniform but all like looking at all the dads on the show like joey seems comes off really good in this episode and he even said like once again in that iconic bridge um scene he goes i'm he goes i'm sorry i make you feel like such a piece of shit katie I'm sorry I ruined your life. And I'm like, we need that. That needs to be the stump speech for like every teen mom dad. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm That's the show's like- tagline. Yes. True. Like, I'm, sorry Honestly. I'm, you- I'm sorry I make you feel like such a piece of shit. And I'm sorry I ruined your life. Um, he also sounds Amish, which is, I think, another thing that reminds this. This reminds me so much of, of Lexi from Young and Pregnant. Because they just sound like, maybe it's like the, that part of the country, like accent. Like, yeah, because she lives Amish. like in rural rural Colorado. Yeah. That's a hard one for me. Um, she, they live in that Sorry, area. Uh, but yeah, they they so they all sound like almost like the people from um, Breaking Amish. If you remember that show, do I remember that show? Although I will one up you and tell you that I loved Amish Mafia. Oh, I could never get into Amish Mafia. <laughs> felt too staged. I love that. Oh, it was very staged. But My that was on, as I've talked about, boy reality TV shows on ID mm-hmm. Discovery. Breaking o- or Amish Mafia is one of them. Yeah. Breaking Amish, there's that one, if I'm thinking of the same one, it's the girl that was like, you guys don't even know about witches. Like, I've had so many experiences with witches. Like, you guys think you know about witches, but like, I really know about witches. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still think about like, what did she know about? Like, I think Katie, I think Joey knows about witches. Like, like I can hear him say, Katie, I know so much about witches. Could you imagine? Oh my he God. He also is the king of like adding the, someone's name at the end of a statement to like really emphasize. It's like, I go underground for you, Katie. It's like, <laughs> whoa, like this just got way more serious. So uh, we had a classic scene in which I love on this show when we, they do it where the pregnant girl gets a prom dress. Yes. And I'm always, at least Katie, like, first they try and zip her up into one, and it's like, guys, she's not going to fit. Like, yeah. like what she, part of this don't you understand? She is eight months pregnant, and then she puts on one that doesn't have a zipper, and she's like, okay, well, this one doesn't have a zipper, so this works. This will do. 
And it just, like, it's all, it's very weird, the prom scene, because on one hand, it looks very informal, but then they also had, like, a limo pick them up. Yeah, that was weird. Also, they just look so young, and it's, like, because there's really no boyfriends, it's, like, your friends are either really innocent or all of their boyfriends are adult men. Yeah, so I used to work at this restaurant where, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Waiting, but there's, like, this joke in there about how the hostess is always, like, 17 or 18. There's always a creepy older waiter that dates them, and that was very true in my experience, and I worked in this one restaurant where the 17-year-old hostess was dating, like, a 28-year-old, and oh, by the way, they're, this was years ago, and they're still together and getting married, which, uh. like, yikes my yikes, but I guess you guys do you. And I remember for her prom, like one of her friends had to take her because he was too old. Like he wasn't allowed to take her to prom. He was too old. And I won't say his name, but I remember like, I remember the whole time being like, ugh, that's so gross with their relationship. And then like hearing that and just, he like told me that it was her prom and that he wasn't going, like he didn't say because I'm too old. And I just remember like making a face, like involuntarily making a face like, Ugh. Yeah, I know. It's like, I don't like this at all. But, you know, they're still together, so God bless them. I mean, fate had other plans. Fate's plans differed from statutory rape laws. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, what, am I even do- what am I even doing? Also, I'm, like, under a blanket right now. <laughs> reason so I'm just like having this really deep conversation about 16 and pregnant under um a large comforter but yeah no this prom scene too is like um she's like my back hurts like my feet hurt like (laughs) I felt really is really taking a toll on her Um, I felt I really related when she was like I have a headache I'm sweaty my feet hurt I just want to go home put on some sweatpants and cuddle with my boyfriend and watch a movie I was like that's relatable like hard same (laughs) but yeah like too but imagine too you're like 60 like the prom for these girls is the biggest thing ever but it's like yeah like it's but that's one of the they look so young in that scene too so it's so unsettling to have like this like oh yeah like my body is being ravaged by the human life that is growing inside of me because like a grown man fertilized one of my young teenage eggs. <laughs> yeah. So Katie goes to visit her friend who's like in, in Denver at college. And I guess her friend must like went to the summer program. Cause I was a little confused on the timeline. Yeah. It was all really weird. But Although we probably could have looked at when the baby was born. I wrote down again, like, yeah. why didn't she have an abortion? Like I just. Well, because she lives in Wyoming. <laughs> They didn't even talk, usually, I don't like, they didn't even talk about in this episode, like, usually they'll give us a, well, I knew I was going to keep it, I thought about adopting, you know what I mean, they, like, give us, we didn't even get that, and I'm just like, why is this poor girl, like, she should be going and living in a dorm, and be, like, working and going to the theater program, and, like, she should be in an improv troupe, (laughs) it's just so sad, because, like, she goes and visits her friend and like it's like a shitty dorm room and Katie's like the only only in the way that like I remember when I was 17 I went to visit my friend she was going to University of Michigan I was still a senior in high school and I never like visited someone at college like beyond like I would go to like Temple and like go to parties but we just like spend the 
you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like you, then you'd go home. Like you never were like, oh, it's a dorm. Yeah. Like maybe we would like spend the night in somebody's dorm, but it wasn't like, I remember I went from like, like a, a camp, like a, like, oh, this is like literally yes. a summer camp full of people, 18 to 22 in the most beautiful era of their life. Exactly. And so I went to visit her from like a Thursday to a Monday. She was at university of Michigan. As if you guys listen, like Ann Arbor is like such a fucking cool town for like a college. And I remember just being like, this is the coolest thing in the fucking world. Like no adults. We could do whatever we wanted. We pregame. We, she was in a sorority. So like we went to the frats and like, I had been partying by this point. Like I was 17. Like I'd been a, a pretty big partier, but I remember just like the feeling of like freedom and like how cool her fucking dorm seemed to me. Even though like once I lived in a dorm, I was like, I hate dorms. Dorms are the yeah. worst. But like at the time, I just- At remember, 17, a dorm is the- the only place that matters like I was like this I just remember how cool it was that like her friends lived on her like on the floor with her and like I just like I will never forget that feeling of like just like pure freedom in a way even though I had like no rules you know what I mean like I was allowed to do like whatever I wanted at this point hence I was allowed to go visit my friend for like five days in Michigan like (laughs) but like I was, but it was still like something so unique to be on a college campus that I had never really felt until like that long weekend. And when I was watching Katie visiting her friend, I was like thinking of that feeling that I had. But for me, it was like pure joy because I knew I was going to get to do it. Like in six months, I was going to get to go to college and like live a whole college life. And I was so excited to do that. And so I can't imagine how crushing it felt for Katie that she like got to experience that but like knowing that will never be her life yeah I mean you can see it like just the tragedy of it gets like she even goes more more visible yeah she goes the view is so cool and her friend goes yeah the highway and Katie goes I would people watch here all day (laughs) yeah and she says just like when like her friend even says or maybe she says um you know, when you think about giving up, just remember, like, the view, and, like, the campus, and the fountain, and I was just, like, oh, like, this poor girl. And she's still naive and young enough to think that, like, it will come true, which is one of the saddest parts about watching 16 Pregnant is that these girls are so stupid because they're 17, and in a way that you can only be at 16 and 17, where they say stuff, like, I'll be here in two years, and me at 30 is, like, oh baby, you'll never be there. (laughs) Like you'll never be there. And it's like so sad because, and especially someone like Katie, because when I watched this, I was like, Katie deserves to be there. Like she deserves to be there with her best friend living in the, you know, they were going to room together and like, like her and her beret should be like on campus. Exactly. Like She's at every 8 a.m. class because she's a good student. Like, yeah. Katie deserves be like, have it. Have you heard about this band, Feist? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so many bands she doesn't know about. I know. And, like, that sucks. you watch some of these episodes and you're like, well, they're, they're throwing their life away, but, like, their life is – you can tell their yeah. life is already thrown away, so it's, like, not yeah, that like, what depressing. Yeah, like, work at McDonald's? Like, or- Janelle. Like, what was Janelle – Janelle wasn't throwing Janelle shit away. Like, yeah, like, she would be able to – like, yeah, she would be getting, be getting in more fights. Like, what else was she going to – yeah. But Katie's, like, we're watching her throw away her life. Now, 
in the end, she didn't throw away her life. She seems happy today. Yeah. She has beautiful she children. Her, I'm not saying teen motherhood. Really in, she's getting her kid really into Harry Potter. That's cute. I'm not saying like mother teen motherhood is throwing your life away, but like we literally watched her pick up all her hopes and dream and throw them in the trash. She and then she says, has to make new ones. Yeah. She even says like to someone, I think to the count, the college counselor, mm-hmm. she's the college counselor, she says, I never planned on having a kid or getting married. I just always wanted to be single and like go on adventures. <laughs> and it's like, oh, wow. Like this is opposite of that. So sad. And like, obviously there are some teen parents that are able to have their kids and they still go to four-year colleges and they're very successful. Yeah. And I think Katie is pretty successful. And well, I think she's a stay-at-home mom now, but she always worked. She's in a happy, loving relationship now from, by all accounts. Yeah. But it's just the path that she had laid out was a good one and she had every ability to achieve it. And often, yeah, it wasn't like a crazy, that's it either. She wanted to be like, she's like, Oh, I'm like majoring in social work. Like I'm gonna get a master's in psychology. It's like, that's pretty norm core and relatively attainable. It's not like I want to be a published author. Yeah. A famous (laughs) journalist. Yeah. No, I just want to like, work like get be way underpaid for really she wasn't trying to move she wasn't trying to move to new york to be a famous singer and we're no. like okay well that's like you not really gonna happen to Denver to be a social worker i could do that tomorrow if i felt like it. yeah <laughs> if i woke yeah. up tomorrow and wanted to move to denver to be a social worker i you could, could. yeah exactly that's what i mean like that's why it's so hard to watch us because it's like she what she had was so possible and like her desires were so possible and instead she's like gonna carry this like dumb dumbs baby to term and yeah. have a baby and like she doesn't even have a place like of her own I don't know it's just like yeah. I just don't get why she had that be I wish they had a and I, I think this should be a requirement and for better in Wyoming like maybe that's a hot take but like I wish that they had more options I think yeah, yeah. I just I- I think it should be a requirement of every 16 pregnant episode where, because they always have the talk in every episode how they got pregnant, but in every episode, they should be forced to tell us why they're deciding to have the baby and parent it. Yeah. Because I want to know. I know. I feel that way too. And I think you kind of get into that a little bit with some of them, like in the Macy 16 and pregnant, like there's a point where she's actually, because she's in college when we see her, like she's in her little community college. um, And someone says to her, did you think about doing anything else when you found out you were pregnant? And she goes, well, obviously everything, like every option goes through your mind. Yeah. Some of them definitely talk about it, but some don't ever mention it. Yeah, exactly. I think too, especially like the Katie, I, and I think too, like the Katie Yeagers of the world was Yeagers of the world would be like, I don't want people to think that I'm a baby killer. Edit that out or something like that. I don't know. Like, I feel like they wouldn't even talk about it probably. It's just just so crazy. Like, it's so crazy to think that Katie could have had an abortion, went to college, never talked to Joey again, and now she could be a therapist. I know. Although she did end up getting like um, a certification in addiction, like counseling and that's good. worked in a rehab. So that's cool. Like she yeah. kind of did it, but it's just, you know what I mean? Like it's just so weird to watch this knowing that like, like I said, like if Janelle had an abortion, she would have just kept Janelle-ing. Like, yeah. There would have been, 
there wouldn't have been a big difference in her life if she had an abortion or if she had Jace. And there are many of them that are like, honestly, Macy's, I don't think, I guess Macy would have maybe run away to college, but like, I don't think would have maybe, I think Macy would have been like a marketing coordinator, probably in Chattanooga or whatever the next largest. But her life wouldn't be that different. You know, by now she would, by now she would definitely have kids probably the same age as her current kids and probably have a weird t-shirt company also. But Katie's life, Chelsea's life wouldn't have been that different. Like a lot of these girls, Leah's life wouldn't have been that different. A lot of these girls, Kale's life probably would have been pretty different. But a lot of these girls, you watch them and you're like, I mean, it's not great that they're having a baby, but like, I don't, they're it's not wasted. You're not like, wow, look at that wasted potential. But Kate, that's what Katie's is. You're like, oh, it's actually kind of heartbreaking. It really is. Um, and especially because she's so naive. It's that, that combination of there is so much potential, but she is still so naive. So naive. Yes. And, yeah. Oh, it's rough. That's because she has, I think part of it is because Katie, her whole life is, she said that her mom, like to her mom, education is very important. We can yeah. tell when her mom is like, you got into multiple colleges. Like, what about finishing school? Like her mom seems like very, I bet Katie's whole life, she was like very encouraged. Like you're going to go to college. You're going to get yeah. a job. Like there's no reason for Katie to think that she can't do this stuff because her whole life, she's just assumed like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, and the other thing, we see the fact that her friend goes to college so it's like a thing where it's not like I'm trying to be the first person out of my town to go yes no it's like there's two types of people in my town the people that stay here forever and the people that go out of state to college and I've always been the latter and then it's like all of a sudden I'm the former that I think that's exactly spot on so when she's like that's I think where her naivete comes from is that naivety? I guess I don't know. But I think naivete is, but I mean, we don't need to do words because we're talking <laughs> a lot about team moms, so whatever. <laughs> I think that's where it comes from. Is that she's always been the latter, like what you were describing, and I think she hasn't mentally at that point like realized that she is now the girl that stays, and she yeah. doesn't. She doesn't fully comprehend that her choice to have a baby has like completely shifted her life in a way that like she I think she just hasn't like she doesn't yeah. comprehend that and now she isn't the person she's always been exactly and it becomes a huge mind fuck for her especially towards like and I mean I feel like every 16 and pregnant has this at the end of the episode where it's like oh my god I didn't realize it was gonna be like, blah, blah. but there's that scene like with her friends I even wrote down like this is way too heavy for her friends like the friends come over and she goes I'll go days, or maybe she's talking to, she has a conversation with Joey, and then she's- Both. She goes out and sees her friends, and she tells Joey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because then she's like, I have to take the baby home to feed her. But she'll say, I go days without talking to another adult, and we have a conversation for a couple minutes, and then you go to bed. All I do is feed, change, bathe, feed, change, bathe. Also- Yeah. So this leads me to the two important things that I want to talk about with Katie. So one is Katie might be the only 16 and pregnant mom that chose not to have an epidural. I'm sure there are some that didn't yeah. have an epidural because they had their babies too quickly, but Katie had a midwife, if you notice. Yeah, that midwife, her makeup was on point. I loved that midwife. She came in and she's like, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we need to do. You're not doing and then, And I really like that midwife because- Katie, when she first got there, the nurse said, so you want an epidural? And Katie said, no. And she said, are you sure? And Katie was like, no. And she's like, well, what about maybe? And Katie was like, no, not right now. Like you could tell like she was getting a little. 
and she even says too, like, well, we can, you don't have to decide right now. Like we can decide later if, if that's something you want to do. Basically she just yeah. wasn't like affirming Katie's choice. And I bet that mid, that midwife came in and was like, here we go, bitch. Like you ready? <laughs> like, yeah. Here's what we're going to do. And I was like, I like that midwife. Not that like I'm anti-epidural. I'm sure I would get an epidural. It's not that. It's just yeah. that it, it's not that like Katie had made a choice and that you could tell the nurse was kind of like, okay, girl. And then yeah. the big wife came in and was like, okay, girl, like, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. And then also too, like, but even she says that I, like, I don't know, I kind of was with the nurse a little bit because she even says when she's in like the, uh, when she's in an earlier, like, uh, doctor's room, she's like, women have been doing it for years. Like I can, I'll figure out like how to do it or whatever. But I'm also like, that's the kind of, it sounded like the same logic of like, oh man, like back in your Janelle episode with Troy, like if you're mature enough to have sex, like you're mature yeah. enough for a baby. Like, like, ah, just like, I feel like this girl. I get like, what you're saying. She didn't but, sound like steadfast in it, but, but knowing what we know. The midwife came to play though. I agree with you totally. And they like, I liked too. There's that scene, um, not to cut you off. There's that scene where they're like, Hey, the cervix is going to like go, uh, go about an inch an hour. And they're like showing Joey the cervix. <laughs> diagram and he's just like it's like a mind fuck for him he's like what so the reason that I think Katie was like a little more confident than I get what you're saying where she's like well women have having them for years what we do know is that Katie went on to breastfeed Molly and I think breastfed her for like two years like she extended breastfeed so I think she had actually like educated herself and made a decision like I don't want to get an epidural for these reasons it just MTV didn't put that yeah that's on the show yeah and also too I related to her again because like as like she's like in labor and she's like like things are really getting like stressful um and she is in way over her head to an extent as most people probably are when they have their first kid she keeps making jokes like <laughs> needs attention and i'm like this is relatable content it's like yeah, yeah everything's fine <laughs> um which is like i don't know i found that like endearing it was i just she's relatable um so yeah so she has the baby and she gets to like, she breastfeeds the baby. And yeah. like I said, she ends up breastfeeding the Molly. Like she- For most of Teen Mom 3, I think too. All of Teen Mom 3, I think. Yeah. She breastfeeds Molly, um, which is awesome and amazing. And the reason that most Teen Moms don't breastfeed is because they just don't have any education or support around it. Yeah. And it's so lovely that- He even says, it's interesting too, because there's a, a scene in Teen Mom 3. I've been watching Teen Mom 3 like the past couple I'm not just like a random connoisseur, but like in preparation for this, I've been watching it. Like, there's a scene where she meets up with someone else, similar to Lexi, goes on, like, a play date with another young mom, and is, like, um, the the other mom's, like, wow, like, that's really good of you, like, I couldn't breastfeed, um, and then she goes, it's so much cheaper, and she goes, oh, that's a good point, formula's really expensive, and even, like, she's having a fight with Joey in, like, an, another episode, and she goes, Molly's gonna be breastfed till she's five, because they're, like, fighting about money, and so she's, like, <laughs> I guess we'll just breast, I'll just breastfeed Molly till she's like, oh. but it's like, yeah, like just another layer of like, this person is like relative, like, even though it's like here she is fighting with her boyfriend who we later find out is not a very good boyfriend. It's like, that's like an adult conversation. Yeah. And I just, so I wanted to make sure we touched on the breastfeeding because I think that goes to the isolation Yeah, she's feeling because it's hard to be a breastfeeding mom and it's especially and- hard to be like, if they don't, I sure yeah, they and really afford a nice pump 
you know what I mean? Like a bottle is one of the things she says later on too. So it's like, she can't be away from the, from the baby for more than like five hours. Yeah. So that really, I can't imagine being 17 and like, you can't drop the baby off with anyone for an extended period of time. It doesn't seem like they get any help with childcare beyond just like, so siblings. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing we like didn't really mention because we're kind of jumping around is Molly and Joey get into this huge fight or excuse me, um, Katie and Joey get into this huge fight. Katie goes and moves it, like goes to stay with her mom. Yeah. This is right before the baby's born. Yeah. And then the baby comes, Josh or Joey comes to the hospital. They leave the hospital and the voiceover is, we're not, I'm not sure where we're going. And I was like, excuse me? I know. When I first watched that, I was like, oh my god you really don't know where you're going but then I was like wait this is probably like produced like, I don't know because he even says like so where should we go I know, but I'm, I'm sure it's probably to, produced you're right like, yeah but I think they I mean do I think they had the conversation before they the got in the car yeah before the baby was born no after the baby was born before they get in the car probably yeah so it's probably like only in the hospital yeah but I don't think it's like literally get in the car but even still, there, there's an interesting part in that bridge fight, which also takes place before the baby, which it takes place during the time she's living with her mom. She, he's, she's like, we don't have anywhere for the oh, baby right. to live. And he goes, and he knows that she's moved out of his parents' house, which yeah. is a fine place. And he goes, where are you going to put it now? The trunk of your car. Which <laughs> <laughs> um, leads me to like question what the relationship with her mom is. Like, I'm a little confused yeah. by it. Like. And then she even says, like, my mom has an extra room. She won't let us live on the street. And But it's, like, the fact that he was even, like, you can't live anywhere. It's, like, I'm – Yeah. He made it seem like his – that Katie's only options were his house or her car. And yeah. she's, like, no, I'm going to live with my mom. And you think he would be, like, what are you going to do, live in your mom's bedroom forever? Like – yeah, like he was making it seem like she didn't have a house. In the words of Lucille Bluth, she doesn't even have a house. <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely, I was like a little confused by her whole relationship with her mom. And because they showed her mom's house and it, it looked nice. Like yeah. her mom. And like her sister seems well adjusted. Like this. And the mom seems to be like, you need to go to college. Like even there's a point where they have dinner with the mom after the baby. Oh, this is tough. Katie sits down and goes, So you won't be seeing me in two years. <laughs> Yeah, that's another thing I think. Her mom goes, why? (laughs) Yeah, I think too, like, Katie is like, this is why I think it's producing, because it's like, I feel like the producers are like, hey, we want you to bring up the fact that you're going to move to Denver. Yes. Okay, and it was, so, but then does it in like the weirdest way. You're you're 100% right that, I think part, I do wonder. She isn't produced, she doesn't know how to be produced, I guess. I think. Now that you say it, I wonder if part of the reason she kept talking about Denver is because MTV, like, wanted her to keep talking about it. Yeah, they say, well, why don't you bring up the Denver thing? Yeah, but, like, she sits down and she goes, so you just won't be seeing any of us in two years. And it's just so funny because it's, and her mom's like, you can tell her mom's like, what is this bitch talking about? Yeah, she's just like, what? And then Joey declares that he's like, I'm not moving to Denver unless I have a job there. And he's like, why would I give up my very good paying coal mining job? to move somewhere and he's like you can move to Denver yeah and he's, he's like, like I don't care there for her to go to college when she doesn't need to go to college which oh yeah hurt and yeah and I liked when his mom her, her mom was like kind of on Joey's side because she was like yeah you don't move to Denver without having a job and then she goes no 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 wait yeah <laughs> yeah, like, yeah she's like no 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 that's not yeah, what I meant <laughs> so then but then it's kind of feeds into like the dep- how depressed Katie like seems it's like oh wow like you had all this potential 
and this guy doesn't even think it's worth like you're worth a four-year college yeah. degree so i mean i'm sure he's doing well in the mines but i'm sure not like he's like she'll never have to work because i'll be in the coal mines yeah. it's like first of all like what happens when you get black lung when you're 50 i know second of all well don't worry don't he doesn't work in the mines anymore you don't understand the, like, the external effects of like long-term mine work <laughs> it's so truly. sad um but it's just so like he's like well she doesn't need to work and that now like when you think about that scene knowing like that he was abusive it's like yikes he probably didn't want her working outside of the home you know and like didn't want her yeah. getting an education but it's just really but depressing also, so even if he wasn't a, a super like um like there was probably a lot of people in that town who had that same mentality of like well she doesn't need to work like she doesn't need to go to college yeah. like what do you have like that's dumb you have a coal mining job so she I even think, says yeah. this sad thing in a voiceover where she's like because joey has to work overnights like she is in school watching the baby shows i'm just glad this is temporary until we move to denver i know and i'm like girl you're never going to denver like denver doesn't exist basically <laughs> never it's never like, like candy mountain like <laughs> that's what denver is and oh, so sad it's just so like katie's it's just sad because it seems like she thinks her only options are move to Denver to go to college or be a, like a housewife that never talks yeah. to anybody. And it's like, there are more options. Like get a job. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. And it's, it's also, we see her at the most vulnerable times. Like the baby is in true. Like, she's living away from her. Like, I mean, her parents are in her life, it seems like, but she like, it's not like they're right there. So she has, she is so isolated. So um, we need to talk about the apartment they move into. Yeah tough stuff um their apartment has a f there's one funny moment their apartment is like trash like total trash yeah. but like whatever it's theirs and yeah. they they have the kitchen has like a fold-up ironing board and joey pulls it down he goes yeah. here's the dining room table yes. <laughs> i was yes. like oh joey's funny <laughs> joey yeah that's the thing it's like even they're not like actually bar level of like oh i know they're best friends but it's like they have like uh jokes between them like they i feel like probably they're one of those couples i think this is true of a lot of uh the 16 and pregnant couples and a lot of the people from teen mom three like the only thing they really have in common is how much they like each other mm -hmm. but i think that it's like katie and joey have been together I, it's weird for me to say that because that is me and my brother's name but katie and joey have been together for so long that it's like they have like a, a long-standing amount of like inside jokes and they they are in the they have the same type of like humor so yeah. it's kind of sad to think that he was like such a jerk and that it didn't work out um but yeah like he is funny and he seems really attached to the baby also yeah i agree he was but yeah the apartment it is not a great it's like rough i would have probably stayed in the basement uh yeah i think i would have stayed in the basement too but katie just like didn't want to be on her own for some reason yeah. or didn't want to be in the basement i don't I know too, she was just really annoyed with like his family and didn't want to say that like she was like saying like like she was saying like oh i i feel bad taking things like from them but i think it was more like i just don't want to be here and i also don't want to live in the basement yeah i agree so that's kind of it for katie's episode but then just so you guys know josh has now had like four more kids or joey joey's had like multiple children with multiple women yeah apparently one he 
he um like has been adopted by like a stepfather so he's yeah, like like the one he it's like a pay it's not even a paisley adams situation like he lives like never in that kid's life like, yeah yeah and uh then he has two with a fiance or a wife but he owes like like eight thousand dollars and that was two years ago so but i'm like what happened to the coal mines yeah he lives in southern california apparently oh wow i didn't know that um and just like isn't in molly's life at all Yeah, there was an interesting thing. Um, I don't, yeah, I really, it's hard for me to figure out, like, any of the Teen Mom 3 people, it's really hard to gauge, like, what their situation is, but um, what uh, one of the other weird things, like, if you creep Katie Yeager on, Yeager on, like, Instagram, there's no pictures of her other kids. So, she has given interviews that said that her, is, are they married? I don't think they're married. I don't think so. But that her boyfriend fiance whoever is just like super private and oh. just doesn't want that daughter to have like any part of the teen mom universe and so he just doesn't want her on social media wow. which like fair enough because fair. it's not 300 people following katie you know what i mean like that's and i wonder if she was like yeah. i wonder if she has a private instagram that's yeah that's probably the case that makes me feel better because i was really concerned that there was something darker like with the other kid but that makes me feel slightly better but um, which like I get you know he met her at like a couple years after the fact it's not she's not actually famous but they're still followers and I can understand just being like hey like Molly's your daughter you can do what you want with Molly but I just don't want my daughter to have anything to do with teen mom she doesn't share a last name with Molly she doesn't share a last name with Katie like you know what I mean like no, that's for really all um, that makes me like feel better for her then yeah for all intents and purposes like that daughter is completely removed from teen mom in every way unless she gets put on katie's social media you know yeah, that's totally that's a good point yeah there was also a thing on because i was reading her twitter too i had to find out she was a trump supporter because this is like my mission um like she seems like not super woke but like relatively woke enough i guess mm-hmm. um, but, like, there was one when Mac Miller died, she, like, tweeted about, like, one of his songs, like, listening to on re- listening to it on repeat, like, as she was taking her daughter to visit her, or taking her daughter to drop her off at her dad's or something like that, which I'm, if she's with the other kid's dad, yeah, like, which she there is, had a, there had to have been, like, a Joey, like, involvement at some point. So, I would guess yes, and also because... Mac Miller was at like his most popular a couple years ago, right? So I think that would make sense when Molly was like two or three. Okay. And Joey was probably probably more in the picture still. Like they probably first broken up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Uh, It's like so sad because you even see so much potential. Like if they had maybe like, because even in Team Mom 3, they like go to counseling and stuff. Like if they had maybe worked on their stuff and broken up, like, earlier on when they were still like in a better place maybe things would have I don't know I don't know because I think it's hard to remember that like the Joey we saw on TV was like a thousand times worse I know because we want to be like oh well he could have done this and he seemed pretty mature and he wasn't that bad but then it's like it's then you're like oh no wait she says he was physically abusive like scratch everything I just said I know and also too this is such a this episode of 16 and pregnant is like weirdly wholesome 
so it's like you want to just be like oh like these poor kids like but it's like yeah it actually kind of is wholesome all compared to a lot of the episodes and also compared to how I thought it was, because most of what happened on Teen Mom 3, I projected into this one six student pregnant. <laughs> so, like, I literally thought they were going to go on multiple trips to Denver. They were going to get, he was going to develop, like, a small addiction to marijuana. Like, I really thought it was going to be a whole bunch of stuff. And then I was like, oh, no, they just fight and then move out of his parents' house and go to prom. Like, it's it's very wholesome, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But... Katie, any final thoughts? I mean, uh, this was really fun. Um, no, this was, a, I, yeah, this was a good episode of 16 and Pregnant, I think, to just take one, a good palate cleanser in yes. general. I think it's a, also a good, like, conduit to talking about Team Mom 3, this episode. Yeah, because there wasn't, like, that that whole however many seasons. Was it one? Was it two? One. Just know. one. Oh, thank God. Like, but even the whole one season, I don't even think, like, renders its own like or warrants its own episode because it is yeah just not great but you know this it really does take us back to a simpler time um it does yeah and I think we can all see a little bit of ourselves in in Katie I know I can because my name is also Katie yeah I think we can because I think she is kind of the most one of the more relatable for a lot of us so do you want to plug your social media or anything Um, on here yeah, I'm sorry that I, I'm, I've been out of the podcast game for a long time and I have a super annoying voice. So if you guys have made it to the end of the episode, thank you. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. So you can find me on Twitter at Kathlol. So that's K-A-T-H-L-O-L. It's like Kathleen, but instead of the lean, it's a lol. Um, so yeah, you can find me there. Um, Instagram and other stuff, I'm not really much of a thing, but I'd say Twitter is like where I'm really... At, at my most on brand, sadly. Well, thank you so much for being a patron and picking this topic. If any of you guys are interested in having an episode talking about anything you want Teen Mom related or reality TV related, as long as it's something that I watch and can have a discussion about, come on over to our Patreon and see if that's something that would work for you. But Katie, thank you so much. It was so fun talking to you. Thank you. I had such a good time. Bye. Bye. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos and come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.